Welcome, everyone, to episode two of High Scores and High Spots, your home for wrestling and video game news, results, uh, reviews, all sorts of fun stuff over here on this podcast. I am Ryan, and with me on this journey, on this podcast, is my older brother, Nathan. I can't wait to see if we get to like 250 episodes and you keep saying that. Welcome to 200 episodes. <laughs> uh, we've got a very fun episode for you all today. We are going to be discussing Raw, NXT, any of the latest news uh, around the wrestling world and the gaming world. Plus, we're going to do a very special little um, little special segment this, t- t- this week. Um, or this episode, uh, focusing on the history of gaming. We're going to look at a specific console. We're going to discuss discuss the highs, the lows, everything in between. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get started, just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening to this and who may, if you, if you do enjoy this, uh, go ahead and hit that share button, share it with your friends, your followers, whatever. We will truly appreciate it. So, Nathan... Yes. Where do you want to start today? I think we started with wrestling yesterday. Let's start with video games today. That You know what? Sounds like a great idea. Video games. Everyone's favorite pastime. I think everybody's favorite hobby. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know about everybody. I think you generalize <laughs> some people there. <laughs> um, a little slow on the news. Um today uh you know so well you know there's not gonna be a lot of news every day so uh but we'll see if there's anything to talk about today. uh yeah uh let's start with uh so that game that mo- let's start with some mobile video games here ryan let's start with uh the disaster well i guess financially it's not a disaster but it i think it's going to be a disaster is uh Diab- that diablo game the mobile game because Ryan, it's just egregious, egregious what they're doing with this game. That was easy for me to say. <laughs> because, because, the, oh God, like the, the transactions on this game, Ryan, like it's costing people thousands and thousands of dollars to to max out a character or to beat the final boss or whatever it is, and it's that's just stupid. And you got to know that a lot of these other mobile games are looking at that game and they're like, hey man you guys might want to calm it down a little bit. Otherwise they're going to start looking at us too, you know, cause it's like, yeah, these games, you know, that's what they're, that's what they're, they're free to play for a reason. They try to get you to pay other ways, but this game takes it to a whole new level. That's insane. That I get mobile games, you know, they're all free. So they have to make money somehow. Um, whether that be some of them decide to go the ad route and some of them try to decide to go the, this route, but this is a little bit too much. Um, having people spend a this lot much of people money. think that you know that they're going like too much on purpose, so that way they can they can calm it down later and be like, oh look, we calmed it down, but now they're just going to be just as bad as all the other games that are out there. But now, but before they were worse. But if that's their strategy, that's just stupid. That's <sighs> mobile games are never going to be. They're never going to get, you know, mainstream and they're ne- they're never going to be good because of stuff like this. Because every mobile game has to do this 
And yeah. you know, why don't you just charge 40 bucks, 30 bucks, and yeah. let people play? Like, why do you have to? I know that you get a lot more money out of it this way in the end, and that's why they do it. But, yeah. God, it sucks. Yeah, that I will never play a game like that. Um, I will never, uh, I'll never play the play a game that is that has that much shit to get to pay for just to do anything in. You know, it's like I'm okay with having stuff that's like just cosmetic and stuff, but when 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 you have to buy stuff to upgrade and and that's where it's crossing the line. Here's the thing: this game takes to a whole new level because it's not just upgrading. You have to buy stuff just to get into a dungeon. That's just so to play stupid. the game. That's like, stupid. It's insane, dude. It's stupid. I, I hopefully I hope I, but right now it's making, you know, shit ton of money because people are dumb. But hopefully it'll die down real quick and it'll make Blizzard have to change their mind about this game change the way that they're doing shit because I don't want this to become a trend. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Hopefully uh, this is a hopefully this is just a, you know, one thing, one game, and hopefully the rest of them don't try to follow suit because right. I don't so, want to see all this happen. Yeah. So let's go from one bad trend in video gaming to another. Uh, and that is you know, these games, like especially now with COVID and with, you know, the chip shortage and all that jazz, you know, the games are being delayed, games are being rushed, games are being all kinds of things, incomplete games. It's getting out. It, it's it's ridiculous for a game to be, it's 2022. We should not have games that are incomplete, you know? Yeah. And we got another one of those cases, Ryan, and it's a game that's an old game, so there's no excuse for it, honestly. And that is uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2, which is an Xbox game, that original Xbox game. Uh, got ported to the Switch. And, Ryan, the problem with this game is you can't beat it. The port that these people released of this game, there's a flaw in it to where you cannot... You can't get to the end of the game. <laughs> now you tell me how the how how do they, do people not test this shit? Yeah, what happened to video game testers? Like, did they just stop? Like, what? What? Why is this stuff keep happening with all these games and all this stuff coming out? Like, why are there so many incomplete games? Why are there so many bugs? Like, it seems more common now than it's ever been, and that shouldn't be the case because we're in an era of like the greatest technology we've ever had when it comes to video games. Yeah. How does this stuff keep slipping through the cracks? All these games get released and, and they all have issues. They all have problems and there's a whole bunch of bugs and, and glitches and all this. It's like, how does this happen? Like you should be able to fix that before you release it. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. And to and for it to be that big, you know, you, where you should not be able to complete, you go through the whole damn game. Yeah. And then you can't do the end because of a, a, a error on the on the on the maker's side, and, and and not just an error, it's a port, it's a it's an emulation. I mean, it's like what the hell, man. 
I just, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, bad. I thought you'd like that. Um. Well, we got it. We got. Everyone knows the game Fall Guys. Yeah. Um. It is now gone free to play, across all. It's now available on Xbox, Switch, PC, and PlayStation. It was only a PlayStation and PC game for a while. It is now on Switch and Xbox, and it's free to play. But, um, earlier today. Um, I don't know if it's still going on, um, but they were experiencing a lot of online issues because they're not used to having... This is a small company. Uh, Fall Guys was made by a very small company, and I don't think they ever expected to blow up the way they did. Um, but apparently they're having, they were having a lot of online issues, people not being able to connect to games just due to the massive amount of people that have now playing this game because it's now free. So uh i'm sure they will eventually get it but yeah i don't think they were expecting uh, this game to be as big as it is um it was the um most downloaded ps plus title of all time um and it sold 11 million copies on pc by the end of 2020 and so now it's 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 free for everybody on any console and i just don't think they were expecting i don't think they could have the technology to hold to you know <laughs> to support this uh, it's all yeah, cross platform uh, and all that so I'm sure they'll get it fixed if they already haven't because I can I had not played it um, as of 2 p.m. Um, Pacific time or as of like 2 p.m. they said that uh, it's it, it, they're better but they're still you know still getting there so I don't know. Hopefully this was yesterday. This was happening. So I don't know if today it's still happening, but uh, yesterday we're having some major connectivity issues as this was the first day it was free to play. So I might check it out. I'd watch a lot of people play it. Um, I've played it. I liked it for about three days. I did play it. it it's fun, once. but yeah. it's fun, but it's, it's, it's not something that you're going to be. I mean, unless you're one of those guys that's just or girls or whatever. That's uh, just a casual gamer, you know. It it's not. I'm I'm not a Call of Duty guy. All right, I I can't play Call of Duty every day like some people can. And this is one of those games where, if this is your thing, you're gonna play it a lot. And if it's not your thing, you're just gonna play it for about a week and be done with it. Uh, there's um, a lot of people who put significant time into this game. I mean, it's that's what I mean. So. If it's your thing, you're gonna play it, but. For me, it was, uh, you know, just a casual, I'm going to play this uh, for about three days and be done. Um, Ryan, here's yeah. a game uh, that we both liked, and that was the Turtle New Turtles game Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. Uh, recently, uh, the, the makers of this game, which is a very small company, yeah. uh, had a, an interview where they talked about uh, new, maybe some new, maybe new outfits and downloadable content, maybe new characters, stuff like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. They said that they put so much time into this game, even though it's a 2D and it, it's made to look like 16 bit, 8 bit, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. It's made to look retro. Uh, they put so much into each character and so much uh, details in that for them to add, like, some people were asking, what about the trench coats? that they were in the cartoon whenever they went undercover. And they said that they'd want to go into so much detail on those trench coats to make them look realistic, like make a move the right way and each for each character. And he said that basically that it would take way too long. And he said that, 
if they did do any DLC, which they said right now there's no plans to do any DLC, that it would just be maybe an additional character and they would take a long time for them to get that done. Uh, so no new levels, no new characters, probably no DLC at all probably for this game. And they said it would all depend on what, the reception of the game and basically basically how much money it makes. And uh, But yeah, they're a small company, so the fact that they put out the quality of game that they did is very very impressive hey yeah it it actually put maybe maybe should make people think a little bit that maybe it doesn't take all the money in the world and it doesn't take big companies to make a game it just takes some people that actually want to make a good game it it takes the the, the passion and you've seen this a lot fall guys was a small company among us was a very small company um there's a wrestling game wrestling revolution for the switch which isn't the you know it's not the best graphics or anything but it's one guy uh, who makes that game he keeps constantly updating it um there are plenty of games out there that are made by these small companies or one person um and they're great so again we don't need these multi-billion dollar corporations making all these games i mean all you need is a group of people a small group of people who are very passionate about video games and have the ability to do it and they can make some really, really good games. And I think people are starting to realize that now. Um, indie games are not so indie anymore. No. Um, they're becoming just part of the games and they're mainstream now. And they're, you know, they're not like underground anymore like they used and to be. Usually, usually a lot of them are better than the mainstream yeah. games. Oh, yeah. You look at, because you look at EA and Rockstar and, and it, really any of the major companies, they've got so many games, they don't care. Like they're not taking the pat, they're not passionate about any of these games they're making anymore. And it's clear with like the sports franchises, especially that it's just another game and they're just going to throw it out and it's over. Um, These small companies, sometimes their whole company that is dependent on this one game. So they're going to put everything they have into it. And those games are the ones I like to support and play more because you know, they put everything they had into it and it's going to be the best game that they could possibly make it. So, right. And I think they, they passed all colors for me with Shredder's Revenge. I think it's as good of a game as it could be. And it's, I don't really know if they need DLC, honestly. Like you said, it could be a little bit, bit longer, maybe add some new missions and stuff. But other than that, man, I, this game, the replayability, you play to every character, you know, and it's just a fun beat em up. Yeah. I mean, um, Ryan, uh, PlayStation. Although they did show a lot of stuff in the Summer Games Fest and uh, some of the other stu- other uh, companies that released uh, some PlayStation stuff in their in their programs, uh, but they didn't actually have a PlayStation Now event for this Summer Games Fest situation, E3 era or E3 time period. Uh, but now there's rumors that there could be one coming. Could have a PlayStation Now event or PlayStation State of Play is what it's called. State of Play, my yeah, bad. State of Play. Yes. They, got, they got too much crap. PlayStation Now, PlayStation <laughs> Plus, State of Play. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, State of Play uh, could be happening soon. What do you think we'd see in it? You know what? At this point, who knows? I mean, I would assume if they are going to do one, it's going to have a lot to do with PlayStation Plus. Um, I would assume it would probably you be think more. They just released, they just kind of released that. Yeah. On a blog post. I, I would assume it'd probably be more games coming soon. Um, yeah. And, you know, I don't know what kind of games they, they're working on that are going to be, like, showcased on there. 
I don't I mean, know how many exclusives they're going to have, you know, I mean, other than the ones that have already been previously announced. It'd probably just be more of the more looks at stuff we've seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, we still haven't seen much gameplay. I don't know if we've seen any gameplay of God of War, Ragnarok. That's true. Um, that That's uh, true. And that game's supposed to be coming out. There, it's supposed to be their next big game. Um, wow. so I'm sure we'd see that. Uh, as far as other games, though, I mean, we've already got the all the ones that they when the PS5 was first t- being talked about, or was and they per, or first came out and they showed all the games that were going to be coming out for it. All the other games that they showed have come out, uh, except for, for except for God of War. Um, other than that. Yeah, I have no idea. I would hope maybe they could bring back some old legacy titles, especially now, like you said, we got this PlayStation Plus Now Forever thing. Um, so maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, when people playing games on on that service, they'll see some older titles, and maybe they'll bring some of those titles out. Maybe some new versions of those titles, something like that, maybe. Hopefully. I mean, you never know. I mean, these state of plays, nows, whatever you want to call them, whatever they do, um, they're always a toss-up because you never know. Sometimes they're very disappointing, and then sometimes they are amazing. Yeah, I mean, the it, last one was all about freaking VR. Yeah, so you never know what they're going to show on here, which makes them exciting to tune into um, because you just never know what they're going to show, but then sometimes you watch it, and you're like, well, I just wasted 20 minutes of my yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, you never. I, it's good if there is gonna be one coming. I'm assuming I would assume it's it probably would be focused more on PlayStation Plus. I would say, as just like a here, it's actually here. Here's some of the features. Here's you some new think, games that are coming soon. I don't know. But you, the thing is, you think they would have had a hype video for it or something? And they did nothing. YouTube. It was just it was like it a was stealth just, drop. It was like, oh, by the way, here you well, go. Well, it was on a blog post where they explained everything. And then, then they just dropped it on a blog post. They were like, oh, this is what's coming out. And it was like, you, this whole thing was a, just a confusing mess from the beginning. Well, it's like, well, the thing is, it's like, if I know they're not really, I mean, they are and they aren't. They say they're not trying to compete with Game Pass, but you know that's kind of what it is. And if you're going to do that, then you need to make it a big deal. Yeah, because Game Pass, that's like every Xbox commercial you see, every Xbox advertisement, whatever it is, Game Pass is right there. It, right. They promote the hell out of Game Pass. I have seen nothing about PlayStation Plus right. at all. It, it, and I'm on gaming websites looking at news. I'm on, I watch videos. I see they, they don't promote it at all. It's weird. <laughs> like, it's very it's, weird. It's very, they don't... it's very weird. Uh, Ryan, since, uh, since we have this new format of where we do video games every day, yeah. Uh, I think we probably should have done video games releases for the week yesterday on the last episode. Yeah, probably. 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 Uh, that's probably what we should do going forward yeah. on Mondays. Monday will be release day. Yes. Yeah, go through all the releases of the week. But since we didn't do it, let's do it right now. All right. What I are can the do releases that. for this week, Ryan? The releases starting for the last week. Saturday or last, yeah, last Saturday. Yeah. So we'll do. Um, for starting from now on next week, we'll do Monday, uh, on the Tuesday episode, we'll do the releases from, what do you want to do? So we want to do from the last Saturday say, to this Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So from the 18th to the 24th. Right. 
Okay. So everything that came out from the 18th through the 24th. On June 18th, we had we had deep diving adventures for the Xbox One. Sounds not like my thing. I'm afraid of deep water. <laughs> On June 20th, we had Autonauts for the Switch. June 21st, we had a DLC upgrade for the Elder Scrolls Online. Yes, that is still a thing. And yes, they still do DLCs, upgrades, all that stuff. Broken Mind uh, for the PS4 and Xbox One. Um, okay. Uh, Shadowrun, Shadowrun Hong Kong Extended Edition is out for PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. I don't know what's so experienced, but it has six plus new hours. I don't know what that game is. So, <laughs> all right. Oh, Shadowrun. Yeah, that's a big game. Uh, big company. They 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 are big uh, franchise. They've they've got a lot of games. It's almost like I feel like that series is almost like uh, that Warhammer series where it's based off of other source material, and they just keep making games, and they all look. Kind of similar, and and the gameplay is kind of similar. It's just they keep pumping them out. Huh. All right. Uh, Wreckfest uh, comes to the Switch. Uh, it was on there on Tuesday. Uh, there is another one. Shadowrun Returns uh, comes yeah. to the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Um, with Wreckfest on the Switch, I'd be in- really interested to see how that runs. It it has troubles on my Xbox One. So. Like when you're in like a race and there's like a whole bunch of wrecks happening, it, it has troubles on my Xbox One. So I would be interested to see how it would run on a Switch. I wonder if the graphics are tuned down a little bit. Yeah. Um, as I said, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is now available on all consoles. I might download it because you know, might as well. Uh Roller Champions uh is on, on the Switch. That is the Roller Derby um game. She's you know, pretty cool. I might check it out. It's not going to actually add on everything. Uh, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. So, uh, it was out on Xbox One and PS4 uh, in All May. The old and, consoles, anyway. Yeah, it came out in May for the PS4 and Xbox One. It's just now released on the Switch. You know, Switch gets their games a little bit behind. Uh, today, as we're recording this, June 22nd, we got Redo. Actually, I should do this right. Redo! It's got an exclamation point at the end, so I can leave it there. <laughs> uh, Redo is a game about a girl trying to find another human in a dystopian world overrun by bio-machines. This game says it's a lonely game. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. I don't know if I want to play that game. <laughs> but yeah, it no is crap. out on all consoles. Um, Fire Girl Hack and Splash Rescue DX out for PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. You play a firefighter. Yeah. Drunken Fist 2 Zombie Hangover is out for the PS4, PS5. Jackie Chan in a zombie game? Uh, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. I mean, Drunken Fist sounds... uh... It's a... A whimsical take on survival horror featuring physics-based beat-em-up action and ragdoll takedowns. Uh, we have a game called Why Pizza? I don't know. Why? I guess you play this game and you'll find out. Uh, it is for the Xbox One and Xbox Series X only. 
Steve Jackson's Sorcery, the complete collection, is out for the Switch, Xbox One, and PS4. Ooh, the that complete is, collection. That is uh, today, as you're listening to this podcast. Uh, that is that is today. Um, him and her collection. Okay. Uh, for the PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. It's a collection of three games um, from the Puzzle Platformer series. I didn't know there was a series of him and her. Okay, I guess there's a whole franchise of him and her. Uh, Sonic Origins is out today as you listen to this, June 23rd. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks fun. I ain't gonna lie. It looks like a good collection and it looks fun. It's just, they should have just made one price for the damn thing. Yeah, that's, it's gonna be good. I won't pick it up because I don't know. I'm gonna be confused. Um, Hatsune Miku Jigsaw Puzzle. It's out for the Switch and Xbox One. Or actually, Xbox One. Switch got it first. It's a multiplayer jigsaw puzzle game, Nathan. That's what I've always wanted. <laughs> that, is, that, that, that is sarcasm. Uh, Rugnar is out for the Switch. It's a platformer without enemies. Well, then what's the point? Oh, uh, there's traps. Actually, that kind of sounds like the new Sonic game. <laughs> And we're shitting on Sonic today. Uh, Deliver Us the Moon is out for the next-gen consoles, PS5 and Xbox Series X. Um, Blade Runner Enhanced Edition uh, for the PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Naraka Blades Point is out for the Xbox Series X. Capcom Fighting Collection is out for the PS4, Switch, and uh, Xbox One. Uh, this is the game that has the Street Fighters and the uh, Vampire Hunter and all that that we talked that's been hyped for a little bit, you know. So that is actually coming out on uh, Friday. There you go. Um, Pocky and Rocky Reshrined uh, for the Switch and PS4. That that is a franchise that I've not heard of in a long time. It's a new that, original that- game. Wow. So there you go. <laughs> I didn't know that was ever coming out. Or that was something. Um, Urban Flow is out for the Xbox One. And uh, it's another city building game. Yeah, that's what we need. Oh, it's more about controlling stop. Oh, it's just a stoplight game. It's literally a game where you just control stoplights. Video games are turning into like fetishes. <laughs> people just, you know, you got some, you got your certain style. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> you just got your, your certain style of games, and 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 people are into some weird shit. That some is weird the ones. title of this episode. Video games are turning into fetishes. Um, AI the Somnium Finals Nirvana Initiative is out for the PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Say that three times fast. Yeah. Strategic Mind the Pacific, the Pacific is out for the Xbox One. Um, it was already been out for PS4, PS5, but now it comes to Xbox. A turn-based strategy game set in World War II because we need more turn-based strategy games. Let me tell you, there is and not World, enough. And World War II games. We have needed more. 
Uh, and the final two here uh, for this week, Fire Emblems Warriors Three Hopes is out for the Switch. That's a big one. That's and Nintendo's new, next big game. And then for the Xbox One, we have our Xbox Series X. Uh, we have A Winter's Daydream. Mm-hmm. Looks like one of those Japanese uh, like graphic novels. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to do it for uh, this week. Again, right. next, next Tuesday, we will have the full list for next week. Um, as we get into July next week, which is crazy. Right. All right. Let's uh let's go let's take a trip down memory lane here, Ryan. Let's talk some uh Sega Saturn. So yeah, so for the history of video games this week, we are gonna be talking the Sega Saturn, um, the console that had high hopes and um kind of failed miserably. Um due to a number of factors. Um, but let's go, uh, Sega, as we all know, got it very successful Sega Genesis. Um, it, it was, it was, it was, it was great. Um, so they decided, you know, a couple years later and, uh, started production in, um, 1992. Um, they decided to go with the, with the, with the CD-ROM format. Um, it was first launched in Japan in November 22nd, 1994, making its way to North America May 11th, 1995. Yes. Um, um, so before they did this, they also had the 32X and the Sega CD, which was on the, the Genesis. There were add-ons. Instead of making them their own thing, they just kept trying to keep that Genesis alive and kept pumping stuff into it. Uh, but... Yeah, they finally finally decided to move on from the Genesis and try their hands at this full-on CD format. Uh, problem is, so did PlayStation. We also had Nintendo and Sony that were trying to go in with each other to make the Sony uh, Nintendo PlayStation, which ended up not happening because Nintendo and Sony could not get along. So Sony said, screw it, let's do it on our own. And uh, they released one of the biggest selling consoles that's ever been made, the PlayStation. And when this system first was announced, Ryan built these systems at E3, which when this was one of the first years that E3 was a thing. Mm -hmm. And and uh, this was the big thing, was, uh, was the PlayStation versus the Saturn. And uh, when that when that happened, uh, Sony, or, you know, Sega, they came out first. They were saying all this stuff of what the Saturn was going to be. Then they dropped the price point, Ryan. Yeah, uh, four hundred dollars. Yeah. And uh, you know, this was in the nineties. That's that's. Let's so let's let's. Do, I'm gonna do so do a little math while you talk. Uh, I'm gonna get. 1995 what what is 400 dollars today due to inflation all right and uh so playstation decided you know what we don't need a big uh we don't need a big you know thing to describe what the playstation is to get this thing to sell they came out and they just said 299 and basically back in 94 dropped the mic okay so 400 dollars in 1995 equivalents um, to seven hundred and about seven hundred forty-five dollars today. 
Yeah. For console. Yep. That is outrageous. (laughs) It is very outrageous. And uh, PlayStation came out and just said $299 and walked away. Yeah. So that right there was a death blow for the Saturn. Um, Another death blow for the Saturn was, Ryan, this system was very hard to make games for. Uh, whereas other consoles like Nintendo 64 and PlayStation were using polygons in the triangle format, which is three lines, much easier, you know, much easier, yes. right? Yes. Saturn decided to go the hexagonal route. Yes. You know, six lines for every polygon. And uh, this turned away a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people didn't want to make games with this. This turned away a lot of, uh, game makers um also i mean it, it looked nicer we ain't gonna lie uh especially back then if you looked at playstation compared to saturn take like the same game because there were some games that came out on both put them up against each other saturn usually looks better yeah I mean, because they, yeah you know the, the hexagonal polygons they did they look prettier but uh yeah very hard to make so therefore, less games came out for this, right? Especially stateside. Um, yeah, and that was another uh, factor with the game library. A lot of their games were just arcade games that they ported over. Um, you know, with like uh, they Daytona USA, House of the Dead, the Virtual Cop, Virtual Fighter series. A lot of their games were just. Uh, arcade ports which didn't help sell it much well, there were not really a lot of yeah and the thing is though sega was always seen as the arcade company because they they were an arcade company before they were a console company yeah and uh but also the fact that their arcade games that they did port over to the consoles looked way better on sega than they did on super nintendo yeah so they, they were always looked at as the so people kind of knew that going in so I don't know if that really hurt him too much, but yeah, it probably had a factor, but also just the lack of games. Um, yeah. They they didn't have a, at least in America in Japan, they had a stealthy, a, a, a large, a large list of games, but in America, yeah. they, they didn't have a, a big list. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so that hurt them. Uh, also, Ryan, probably one of the biggest factors, and this is the most mind-blowing for me, and there's probably reasons for this, but I still, no reason's good, a good enough reason for me. <laughs> there was no Sonic platforming game that was original to this Saturn. Yes. There was Sonic Jam, which is a compilation of Sonic games from the Genesis. And then there was Sonic uh, 3D Blast, which was also on the Genesis that looked nicer on the Saturn, but was not, you know, it was on the Genesis. And then there was a Sonic Racing game. Um, so, yeah, no Sonic games. That's um, that's that's so, not good. So they were going to make a Sonic game. It was going to be called Sonic Extreme. Because it was the 90s and everything was extreme. Um, <laughs> they were going to make it. Um, Sonic, the Sonic team was working on Nights into Dreams, which was one of the big original games that, uh, and one of the probably one of the most well regarded games 
on the Sega Saturn was nice and the dream. Right. Right. Um, they were working on that, and then you know, Sega told them, you know, hey, you're gonna start working on Sonic Extreme. Um, but for some reason, um it was originally gonna be on the 32X, like you mentioned, the 32X. Um, and then they moved it to the Saturn and they just they canceled it. Um, a lot of people quit. There was a lot of Sonic Team went through a lot of issues uh, after following Nights in the Dreams. Um, some programmers quit. Um, a lot of people shifted, and then when then the Dreamcast came out, and they just kind of then they started working on the Dreamcast. So then they're like, "Well, we're just going to cancel the whole thing." So yeah, no Sonic. That that uh, hurt that, them. It's a, for it's that a, matter. There was a yeah. lot of games, Ryan. That uh, a lot, a lot of franchise uh, franchises that did not come to the Saturn that were on the Genesis. Um, not sure why. I think if you would have ported over or brought made new versions of like Golden Axe, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Uh, maybe a new version of um, of uh, Fatal, uh, not Fatal Fury. Uh, uh, all Streets of Rage. That would have been cool. Um, you know, there, there's some heavy hitters. There was no Shinobi. Uh, there was no, there was, there was Echo of the Dolphin. They did make an Echo of the Dolphin game for the Saturn. Yeah. But, but that was about it. Like, there was no, I don't know why. Why would you do that? You created all those games, all those, all those characters for the Genesis. And then brought none of them over to the to the Saturn. Yeah, um, I think that was I think that was another factor why this did not did not work out. So obviously, though, I think one of the biggest one was the PlayStation coming out. Uh, this PlayStation just took off, and I think it was Sega didn't really anticipate it to take off the way it did. Um, and obviously, being cheaper was one of the <laughs> just many of the reasons for that. Um, but the PlayStation taking off was it it killed it. Um, Sega had a pretty good hold at the beginning when they were first coming out because Sega had the legacy. You know, they were Sega. People trusted them. Sony was this new company coming in trying to make a console. And I think people were hesitant to buy it. But once they saw how good it was uh, by boy, like it'd been out for a year and then, uh, yeah, uh, PlayStation took over. And so the Saturn only sold 9 million units total, which is yeah, insane. It, it is. It is. That is, I mean, in most of those, I'm going to assume we're in Japan. Yeah. And three of them are in my basement. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some of the good things, Ryan. I know this is the the history of why it failed and everything. Yeah, but we gotta talk about some of the some of the good things uh, that. Yeah, let's talk about that Knights game. That Knights game definitely was a highlight for the Saturn. Yeah, it's it a great was, game. It, it was basically the whole reason that they made the D pad, or the I mean the the not D pad the uh, the the controller with the stick. Yes, I can't remember what it was what they called it, but yes, and uh, that 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 game. That, that controller, that stick was actually really the nice. 3D, you were close. It's called the 3D pad. Yeah, the 3D pad. There you go. <laughs> and it, it was really nice. It actually, that's one of the better sticks I've played with. That did not yeah. come out right. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> that, uh, 
but yeah, that stick was very good. And, um, that game that it worked really well with that game. Yeah. That game was very fluid. It's more of an, it is like an arcade game, like all Sega games, but go for the high score, all that jazz. But, but it is, yeah, it's really fast paced like Sonic. It's basically the only Sonic kind of game that you got on the Saturn. Uh, other than that, fighting games were a big, big point. Fighting games and racing games were, were huge for the Saturn. Uh, um, they, they were really good with their add-ons. What, you mentioned it for the Genesis, but uh, for the Saturn, they had a multi-tap. Yep. Um, the, multi the, said, the Saturn was designed to support up to 12 players on a single console by using two multi-taps. I don't see, know what game they had. Well, see, that's what I was going to get ready to say. You know, these game companies, like, like, let's, let's talk about Atari for a second. When they put out the Jaguar, Ryan, that only had maybe 30 games on it total. When they made the Jaguar, some guy was like, oh, man, we should make this multi-tap that can come up, that can, that can support up to eight players. Really cool concept. Only one game on the Jaguar can play that game or you can use that. Like they did not, they, these companies, they, they come up with ideas, which are cool ideas, but then the game companies are like, um, yeah, we, 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 we don't need to make a game for that. That's too complicated. So then you get an accessory that's really not used. Yeah. Um, um, they also had, had a play cable um, that would allow you to connect two Saturn consoles together. So what like when, like people used to do with the Xboxes, Saturn did it first. Um, right. you, Saturn had... It also had its own internet um, thing, the Sega Netlink. Um, it had web browsing, email, online chat, all that stuff. So it was like pretty, you know, before its time with a lot of the stuff that came with it. Um, yeah. Or you could get for it. And I think that may have been probably part of the reason why it was, they wanted it to be $400 because of all that stuff. But I think it may have been two before its time. I think so too. I think it, um, it was it was too much, and people didn't know what to think. <laughs> yeah, uh, another franchise that was really good on this, Ryan, was Panzer Dragoon. That's probably the other biggest thing that yeah, came from the Saturn. Biggest, yeah. Uh, Panzer Dragoon was a rail shooter, but you're on a dragon. You could spin all the way around 360 degrees, and you had to fight enemies 360 degrees. So you had to look everywhere the whole time, which was very hard to do, but it was fun. Um, and then the third one that came out for this, there were three of them on the, on the Saturn. Uh, the third one was a four disc RPG version of the, of Panzer Dragoon and a very long game. One of the best revered is one of the best RPGs ever made. Um, right now you can't buy it for less than $1,500. Um, but Yes, it is an amazing game, and uh, you, it's 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 the same concept. You go 360 degrees, but it's turn-based. You shoot the enemies, and it's turn-based. So a little different gameplay-wise, but still very good game. And uh, yeah, so they had some good stuff going for it, Ryan. But overall, the Saturn, like you said, seven million units, just a failure for for uh, the Sega. And they quickly moved on to the Dreamcast. Because yes, uh, the Dreamcast came out in 1998. So, uh, yeah, three years later, they were like, okay, we're done with this. We're going to move on to our next CD game, um, which was way better. 
Um, yeah. Well, well you say compared, that, but it, compared, it, 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 it only lasted about the same amount of time and also is revered as another big failure for the Sega. Yes, so maybe true. we'll talk about that in a future episode um, of Gaming History. Yeah. So this was our first one. Um, if you have a topic, it can be, it, and we're not just going to limit this to consoles, it can be the history of franchises, a single game. Um, Anything to do with gaming. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover uh, for the History of Gaming segment next week, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. Use the hashtag History of Gaming and hashtag High Spots and High Scores. And uh, we will uh, look at all the ones we get. And we'll, you know, if, if we use your idea, we'll shout you out on this podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you have any ideas, you know, we'd love to hear them. Um, we can go on and on about consoles we got some rare ones we can talk about <laughs> we got some of the, the big stories everyone already knows so again if you if there's a topic you really want us to cover and you think it'd be an interesting one uh, hit us up on twitter again hashtag history of gaming and hashtag high scores and high spots uh let's go to wrestling ryan uh yeah good old, ever, good old pro growing yeah the ever-growing saga of the rise and fall of Vince man uh so uh, the big the big news uh this week of wrestling is uh john larinitis which we all saw coming yeah has been uh put on administrative leave not fired uh, yeah so and now uh professor man instead of like going for the future and you know, or whatever. He decided just to go to the same old guard and uh, just put uh, Bruce Pitch- Pritchard on this job as well as like four other jobs that he has. So, yeah. yeah. So the fan, the, the the wrestlers were happy that John Laronitis was gone from that, from what uh, is being told uh, reported. But then they were immediately let down that it was Bruce Pritchard because it's like, well, that's like the same guy. Uh, yeah. So, so there's that. Uh, Sasha Banks uh, still has not officially been released, as but there are reports that her lawyers are trying to get it done. So I'm assuming that she is. Either way, she ain't coming back. Yeah. So either she's gonna eventually get fired, or she's just gonna sit out her contract, however long that may be. Again, I don't know how long her contract is. I know it was coming up at some point. I think so. She'll be, but don't ever expect to see Sasha Banks in a WWE capacity ever again. One way yeah. or another, she is gone. So <laughs> she's yeah. not coming back. No, no. Um, uh, what other news you got this week, Ryan? So WWE has been, uh, despite everything else going on um, with the WWE, ratings are at an all-time high. Well, not all-time high, but Compared to recently, it's high, which is insane. Um, SmackDown, um, the ratings came in after we talked about it. It had two over two million for the SmackDown episode last Friday. That's the first time they've had that in a while. Um, they had two point two million rate, two point two million. All right, which is that's it's been a while since they hit that. And Raw almost hit two million. Uh, Raw hit one point nine. Yeah, so I think what's going on is wrestling on on uh, platforms that it's usually not talked about. I mean, we have Dave Meltzer on CNN for crying out loud. Uh, 
So the yeah. general public that usually does not watch wrestling is tuning in, I think, just I think because they just, yeah, of they, all the stuff. They just want to see what Vince is going to do next. <laughs> well, I don't even know if it's that. Maybe it's just that they've never, they don't think about wrestling. And yeah, all it's sudden, back in the mainstream. Up, so they were like, yeah. well, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. So I think inadvertently, this which is helping. Is just, well, this just, really blows honestly because now basically this is just going to feed Vince McMahon's ego even more Yeah, because he's going to take this as a win which you should never take something like this as a win so he's probably just going to keep doing this now oh honestly yeah and to to top this off um, (laughs) Smackdown was up Raw was up even NXT was up this week um, it was yeah. only up by four percent, but it went up too. So again, this isn't this is just gonna stroke his ego even more, but every show was up this week, which is fucking <laughs> outrageous, dude. They're Very in the middle outrageous. of five lawsuits potentially in regards to the stock and people potentially losing money because of all the stuff going on and potential insider trading talks. And all this stuff, and yet ratings are going up. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, speaking of going up, Triple H is going up. He's back. Reportedly resumes his duties at the WWE Performance Center. Um, Paul, in a new report um, from John Pollock of Post Wrestling, he said Paul Vec was in Orlando today, spoke at the Performance Center, and basically said, I'm back. Hmm. So I don't know if that means he's taking over full um, my running the show like he was, or if he's just back in the some capacity. Um, but apparently right. he is back in Orlando, back working with the uh, NXT again. All right. I don't know That's what that good. means for the TV show. I don't know if it's going to change. Let's hope that whatever he was doing before that stressed him out so bad that he hurt his heart. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't. Let's go hope back. that let's 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 hope that he doesn't do that again. Let's yeah. if he wants to be back, that's cool. Let's just not let him go too crazy. Yes. Um. All right, Ryan. Uh, do you want to get into this Raw show? It was one of the highest rated Raws in a while. <laughs> I. You know what? I'm gonna say right now. People watch this show because of Elias. It I could think, be. I think this show was because they teased this Elias Ezekiel thing, and everyone wanted to see how the fuck they were gonna pull it off. And let me just say, they pulled it off miraculously. It was well, well done. Okay, I, we are. It, it was, was well. It was. It was well done. But it, if 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 you were a wrestling fan, like we are, that have been around for a long time, like we have, <laughs> we've already seen this happen yes. before. Yes, it's this. Ha- this is basically so the mankind. They basically, they basically did the exact same thing. Yep. And uh, yes, it was good. But okay, so here's the thing. All this tells me. Ryan, like it was a good segment. It, you know, whatever. All this tells me is that Elias was over before. Yep. With the crowd, which means, and he's still over. Yeah. So why in the hell did you ever change him? And now they're basically saying, you know, that Elias was like, they're like, hey, I'm here for one night, passing the torch to my brother. So you're basically saying this guy's way more over than this other version of this guy. <laughs> you 
no. But you're going to go back to the version that's not over. Only in wrestling could you just have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, so uh, I don't understand it. Like, uh, why would you do that? And then I, I, I really, I hope, I can't wait for Elias to be, re- be released. Not that I want him to be released, but... I want him to tell his story because oh, I man. gotta I gotta know. I gotta oh, know man. what the hell went through his mind through all this. Cause he wasn't on TV for over a year. Yeah. I mean, um, it, did it, it take him that long to shave that beard? I mean, I don't know. What uh, the hell? Anyway, so the show started off with Bianca Belair in the ring. Um, she talked bad about news. bad news. And she talked about her upcoming match at Money in the Bank for the women's title. Unfortunately, and it's not clear exactly what happened. Uh, but Rhea Ripley is out. She's not medically cleared to compete. Um, it has not been said at all, as far as I know, if it's an injury, if it's an illness. I, I assume it's an injury. I mean, people are saying it's an injury. But a lot of people are saying it's it's an, a leg injury. Oh, wait. Yeah. So it is. it is a leg injury. Um, so that could mean she'd be out way longer than what we so before. It's a knee. It's a it's a facial injury. She had to get a wire, a metal wire through her teeth to hold her teeth together. I did see a report that her teeth got knocked out uh, during uh, the last pay per view. Yeah, so maybe that's coming back. I don't know. Um, that's the one thing I can find is that that's what it is. But yeah. So that kind of blows. So basically in this episode of Raw, we get a segment where we get a bunch of chicks talking about how they want to be the next one in line. And a lot of them make no this sense as to the why they're The same out there. old, same old promo that they do every time they're going to have a multi-man match. This turns, yeah. it's a fatal five way. It is Liv, Becky, Oscar, Carmella, and Alexa. Carmella coming back out of nowhere, by the way. Yeah. Um, this was your typical fatal five way with everyone getting their spots in, everyone getting their moments to shine. Um, and then obviously the chaos at the end, a little bit of a weird thing happened. Um, Oscar Lynch hit Oscar with the manhandle slam, but she saw bliss on the top rope. She was just sitting there for like 10 minutes. It felt like she hits, it with her, she hits it with her, but she has to like walk over near the corner to hit it, which really didn't, didn't, it didn't didn't look good. Um, no, Bliss breaks up the pin with Twisted Bliss. Oscar kicked Bliss in the head. Winch gets Oscar out of the ring. Morgan runs in. Winch hits her with the manhandle slam. Oscar pulls Winch out of the ring to stop the pin, and then uh, Bliss goes into the ring. Morgan gets the knees up on Twisted Bliss, and then Carmella super kicks Morgan, and Carmella is your number one contender, and she will face Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank. This was weird because Liv Morgan and, uh, and Liv Morgan and uh, Alexa Bliss are already in Money in the Bank. Yeah. So why would you put them in this match? For They, they, uh, they don't know. You could have put Dewdrop and Dana Brooke or something in this match. Yeah, so very stupid. The whole thing was stupid, and then we get the winner of this match being Carmella. So, you know, she's just going to lose. And it's like, that's just one match that we're just not going to even care about. Um, after the commercial, Becky Lynch is complaining to Adam Pierce and Pierce says she'll face Oscar tonight with the winner going into the money in the bank match. And then 
no chance. And Mr. McMahon walks to the ring, um, yeah. says this is the 1517th edition of Raw. Why does that matter? I don't know. Um, he talks just about how it's been on for 30 years. For 20 of those years, it's been dominated by the greatest WWE superstar of all time. And he just says, John Cena's going to be here next week. It had, they haven't been talking about that for the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, and then he walks away. And he does like a jump off the stairs. Like, yeah, and he's, he's bouncing around the ring. He's honestly, when he walked in, he about fell over. He, I, it doesn't look good from the perspective of all this lawsuits and all this stuff that's happening with him. And it also doesn't look good because he's so old that I'm afraid he's going to fucking break a hip every time he gets in the ring. Yeah. He may have destroyed his legs when he jumped off the stairs. We don't know. The camera cut. He may have just broke his legs in half. We don't know. Uh, but is this going to be a thing now where it's going to be like we two, every every episode of, of SmackDown or Raw, like when's Vince going to come out? Like, is he going to milk like he, like he does with everything else? Is he going to milk this till he oh. completes? Yeah, probably. It's and you know everybody in the back is just fucking hands in their face the whole time. Yeah. Like, oh my god. So, after that monstrosity, Riddle makes his way to the ring, talks about Randy Orton, and basically he says, "I can't challenge for the undisputed title again, but I can win money in the bank." So, but then almost an MVP come out, they go back and forth. Goes to the commercial, comes back. It's Money in the Bank qualifying match. Riddle versus Omos. Not Just, a great match. No. Uh, and, then, and, then, and then not a great finish. Omos has hit him with a choke bomb and one. Why? Why uh, the hell? We've already had Omos lose. Okay, see, it'd be different. It'd be different if Omos had beat Bobby Lashley twice. And is on this amazing run and is dominant and you don't want him to lose. But he's already lost. Almost has already lost. So he can lose again. And Riddle has been on this roll. Like, are we I don't trust WWE to do this. But it'd be different if if I trusted WWE to do this slow burn, like, oh man, it's a big story for Riddle. He's gonna come up all fight all the way back to get that. But they're probably not going to do that. So why not have him win this match and get in that money in the bank to where he can be in the money in the bank and have put on a good so, show because almost in the latter match is something I do not want to see. So after this, Rollins comes out. Uh, and then he just basically attacks him and hits him and then just talks shit. So For no reason. What so is that about? If they're going to go to a Riddle and Rollins feud, that can't happen until SummerSlam. So you mean to tell me that Riddle's one of the most over guys on the roster and he's not going to be on Money in the Bank? Well, not only that, but why don't you start that feud in the Money in the Bank match? Because Rollins already qualified for yeah. it. So they're really selling this Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Well, not nope. only that, but you're really telling some shitty stories. Like, who's writing this shit? Because... I why would you not do it that way? Not like, Oh my God. So anyway, yeah. So riddles out. I don't know what's going to happen with riddle. Probably nothing. He's probably going to fall down the card now. Fucking God damn it. This doesn't, All right, make, let's any move sense. On. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Let's move on to life. Um, well, before theory was, they did their thing with theory and Lashley. They're wrestling at the pay-per-view for the title. That's, that's all that happened there. 
Um, undisputed tag team champion Jay Uso versus Angelo Dawkins. Uh, Angelo Dawkins gets the win here. Surprising, honestly. Yeah. I figured the, way, the way WWE does their 50 50 booking, that uh, the Usos would get the win. Um, and then we had Elias and Ezekiel in a backstage segment going, just talking, catching up. Um, and then Elias is going to perform next. They did it very good. They even gave a high five. Um, so then he, he's in the ring. What, I don't know. What did you think about the high five, Ryan? I, I don't know how they pulled that off. It worked. Man, that had to take. You know how many cuts I had to do? Yeah. I mean, we're talking. I mean, hey, maybe they are two different people. That's, but that's, that's probably the only thing they did that was better or, or different than the, the main thing. I will say that whoever, however, whatever glue they used for Elias's beard was uh, phenomenal because he got physical and it did not fall off. And I was very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he had a song uh, in running down Owens. Um, Owens comes out. Um, Basically, and then Ezekiel appears on the screen, and basically Owens they challenge Owens to a match where one of the, against one of them next week. So yeah, uh, another good thing about this was right after they did the thing where they were out outside the ring or where Elias was in the ring and and hit him with a guitar and all that. Owens goes to the back and there's Ezekiel to meet him. Yeah. Which was cool, but I think it was probably pre-taped. Yeah. So that's how they pulled that off, but it was cool to see. Um, I got a little bit ahead of myself because Bobby Lashley had to run a gauntlet match to um get a top shot for the United States title. He beat Chad Gable with the hurt lock. He beat Otis by, of course, a disqualification because they always do this in, in gauntlet matches. They can't just have a clean win. Um, and then Theory is his final opponent, and he beats Theory with a roll-up, so he does get the shot at Money in the Bank. With a roll-up. We had to have a Monday night roll-up. Miz TV with AJ Styles. I like how they just start these new storylines out of nowhere just with talking, like, like with Miz TV. Like, it's like... So, is Champa Miz's... Is he with Miz? I guess he seems to be helping him off a lot. They haven't come out and said it, but every time Miz has a guest, Champ is there to just beat him up. Yeah. Um, but then it led to AJ Styles and Champa. AJ beat him really quick with the forearm. That's all I can say. I... So now he's shooting with Miz and Champa or just Miz. I don't know. What happened to all we? Who knows? Questions that will never be answered on Raw. And then your main event. Yeah. Becky Lynch versus Asuka in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Is I honestly need a break from these two wrestling each other. I like both of them and they have good matches, but when you see it every week, it gets a little repetitive. Uh, this match ended. Asuka fought out of the disarmor, uh, and then she just kicked her in the head, and Asuka is in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And then Lynch begins to cry. Yeah. <sighs> That was raw. That was raw. Not a great show. Somehow it did good ratings. How did people not tune uh, out? Like, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so mm. they 
Man, it's it's wrong. All right, that WWE is frustrating me lately. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, NXT. NXT, real quick here, Ryan. Oh, start off with Grayson Waller versus. I call. I want to call NXT the show with many brunettes, with many names, but I associate them with the same face. Uh, we started off so okay. We started off with Solo Sokoa versus Grayson Waller. Um, this was a decent match. Um, Waller, though, I don't like Waller. Surprisingly, Waller gets the win after he does his running to the outside, goes back in with the flipping cutter thing. Yeah, so that, that move takes way too long to set up for one thing. Yes. But why would you have Waller beat Sokoa? I thought Sokoa was going to be next in line for this U.S. or for this North American title. Uh, apparently not. This is bullshit, Booker. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we had Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Valentina Faraz and Luisa Leon. I like Faraz and Leon. I think they are a pretty good tag team. They do some pretty. I think they're two chicks that I had no idea who they were. Uh, they do some pretty decent tag team maneuvers. Um, this was a you know pretty good tag team match. Uh, kind of all knew who. I think everybody knew who was going to win. But like I said, yeah. Luisa. Uh, Baraz and Leon did some good tag team work, and but Chance and Carter end up getting the win with the 450 splash neckbreaker thing. Yep. All right. Uh, then uh, Wesley comes out and just speaks from the heart about everything that's been going on with him for the last um, couple months. He actually doesn't mention him by name, but he talks about his former tag team partner. Um, and uh, all that stuff. And then Trick Williams comes out and Trick Williams just kind of runs into him. I don't know what this is for. I don't know. I guess it's going to set up and Trick Williams doesn't wrestle much, but maybe it'll make uh, have a match between him and Trick Williams, I guess. I don't guess. Uh, then we had Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp versus Cruz Del Toro and Joaquin Wild. Uh, Kemp was throwing these two around the ring like a goddamn madman. There yeah. was a spot where he did a belly-to-belly overhead I don't know which one. He threw one of them onto the other one, and it, that could have ended. That was dangerous. No, it, it looked like it hurt like hell. That was crazy. Um, but the end of this, I don't even know if this was intended. Um, but the end of this really let them out of this whole stack situation. Uh, because this was a tape. The last two weeks were pre-taped after or two dimes was released. Um, two dimes turns his back to the ring holding crowbar. He tripped up Cruz. And then Strong was able to get the win. So I assume next week we're going to hear that two dimes is uh, sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this was intentional, but if it wasn't intentional, this was like the biggest luck ever. To get, like, yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Then we had Giovanni Vinci to talk. He talked. Then we had. Yeah. We, we had the next installment of That's So Apollo. Um, so, so Apollo is apparently either a time traveler or a psychic or something. What the fuck? So he's walking down the street. He sees some guy getting mugged by a bunch of people. And some guy next to him goes, I wouldn't go down there. And then he has a vision. Um that he went down there and attacked him and then he beat them all up and then it cuts back to him and the guy says the same thing again and then Cruz just walks in the alley and the, apparently beat them all up again. I don't know what the fuck. Why can't he just be Apollo Cruz? What? 
I don't I don't know. It's it's stupid. It's so it makes no it makes no sense for wrestling because it means he's he's never gonna lose a match if he can see the future. Just saying. Is it like that so Raven though, where it's he doesn't plan it, it just happens at random or what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but if he needs to do music and just to be that's so Apollo. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I was so hyped for Apollo Crews to be back in NXT, and then they go and ruin everything that I had. He went from from Nigerian accent to psychic. What the fuck? Yeah. How did he just become a psychic overnight? I I don't know. Uh, then we had a women. We had toxic attraction in the ring. They were just talking, and uh. Perez and uh, Jade walk out talking about how they're going to become the next women's champions. But then Katana and Caden come out. They say the line starts behind them. They're not done with them yet. And then they start having words and then they just beat the shit out of each other. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bitches will be bitches. Uh, and then next week they're going to wrestle to see the number one contender. <laughs> yeah, bitches will be bitches. All right. Uh, Cameron Grimes and Idris Anofi. Once again, Idris Anofi threw about a thousand drop kicks. Is that all he can do? I mean, he looks good, I but think, man, I, he, I, I think that is. He throws a lot of drop kicks. I feel like he's just the. Uh, is he Maven? Well, I, he's not only is he. I, I think he's Maven's son mixed with uh, their version of uh, of uh, the. What's that guy with the with the two Mohawks and uh, AEW? Two Mohawks. Oh, yeah. Mark Quinn or IJ yeah, Cassidy? He's there, Mark Quinn. Yep, he's there, Mark Quinn. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Grimes hits the cave-in for the win. Of course, because he's getting a title shot, so of course he's going to win. Uh, then we add yeah. what I thought was the start of a porno. <laughs> uh, Thea Hale and Chase uh, and then Bodie are now roommates, and I was like, I've seen this before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, usually, I usually skip this part of the... <laughs> anyway... Um, they're, I guess they're roommates at JCU. Um, okay. There uh, are so many women on this show that I can't keep track of who's who. <laughs> There's a lot. Because then we cut from the problem that. Is, the problem is they're on here, but they're on here for such a short amount of time. And they don't I say their name. Comp- yeah, and I just, I can't comprehend what yeah. I saw and what I didn't see. Uh, Vaughn, then we cut to Vaughn Wagner, who's with Mr. Stone and the other girl. Yeah, who's that? I think her, her name is Sophia Cromwell, but I don't know how many times they've actually said that on TV. So then we had uh, Nikita Lyons talking about how she's going to come back. Uh, yeah. She'll be back next week, apparently. So That's an uh, awfully quick return. Dude, I'm telling you. Uh, Vaughn Wagner and Brooks Jensen. Uh, Wagner, uh, Brooks looked okay. He, he got some offense in, but Wagner kind of kicked his ass and got the win. Yep. And then Alba Fire versus Flash <laughs> Legend. Oh, God damn. Poor Alba Fire. Uh, oh, you actually called her by her new name. Um, yeah. This ends in a disqualification after Legend hit her with her bat. So they Why put... would you get disqualified on purpose? I, you know what? It's WWE. It's WWE. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, then your main event of the evening was for the NXT North American title. Tony D'Angelo versus Carmelo Hayes. I enjoyed this match. Thought this match was really good. Um, 
the Carmelo is he is phenomenal. He is one of my favorites. He is so good. I, I don't I don't know how he's not called up already. I uh, he is he's got it, man. He's got he knows every like he can talk, he can work, he has the look. Carmelo Hayes is the best thing on the show, honestly. Uh this was a very good match. It ends. Um Santos pulls out a pair of brass knuckles. Uh Tony wants them. Santos slides them in, but they go past Tony. Um, and then Tony D'Angelo is yelling at Santos. Hayes grabs him. He's like, ah, fuck it. I got him. <laughs> yep. uh, he hits him with them and wins. And so he retains. And then uh, afterwards, they kind of have a yelling match between Legato and the family, I guess. I don't know what the <laughs> And that's how the show comes to an end. Overall, it was a decent show. They just they just crammed so much shit in a two-hour thing that I can't comprehend everything. Yeah, there's so you much also, that You also missed a little segment with another chick that I had no idea who the hell she was talking to. Uh, uh, oh, oh yeah. So there, yeah. So uh, we had the the break with uh, uh, who were those two people? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what's her name? Uh, fucking uh, she was with uh, Loomis. Yeah, uh, it was um, um, Indy Hartwell, but I don't know who the other girl was. The other girl is, I think, is a wrestler. She's a wrestler's daughter, I think. But it's no, that you're no, that's the other girl. <laughs> Fuck me. This is Keanu. Are you James. serious? Yeah, you're thinking of Santino's daughter. I thought that was Santino's daughter. No, Santino's daughter. Oh uh, my god! Is uh, Santino's daughter's um. B- What's her new name? I don't, is this, there's too many Jesus of them. Jesus Christ. Ariana like Grace. I said, that, just proves, that just proves my damn point right there. Santino's there are too Ariana many women Grace. on the show. I'm all for women's wrestling, but damn, if you can't, I can't keep track of this shit. They're all, uh, they're all look, and it's not, they all look the same. It, it, but you're thinking of Ariana Grace. This was Kiana James. All for the love of God. <laughs> Anyway, oh. let's move on from this shit. Um, uh, let's do a little preview. We got for a diamond, dynamite. Yes, yeah, dynamite preview. That's what we're going to end this sh- episode on. Let's I don't know, what, man. What, 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 what we got the preview for here, Ryan? Um, well, Brian Danielson's going to make a announcement about Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts, which is next week. Uh, Forbidden Door oh, is yeah, announcing can't compete in either one. Uh, Forbidden Door is this Sunday. And so he's going to be making a, a, a statement. And then Blood and Guts, I think, is next week on the show. So I will I say that I watched uh, I watched uh, Zack Sabre Jr. call him out. It was pretty hilarious. And it, 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 I, I, it made me want to watch it. But yeah, so we'll see what he says. If it can't happen, that's kind of shitty for him. As, to as far as matches up. that have been announced, we have the final All-Atlantic Championship qualifying match as Penta will take on Malachi Black. Considering Penta can't wrestle on the show, I'm pretty sure I know who's going to win this match. Just saying. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Well, uh, will, well yeah, because he can't wrestle against because uh, he, he, there, be there is going to be a, uh, uh, a New Japan wrestler in that match. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is ACE. Um, yeah. Um, with Osprey and Austin Open will take on Orange Cassidy and Rapongi Vice. And Chris Jericho and Lance Archer will take on John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's insane. 
Um, that's all, right. all that's been announced as of late, but I'm sure we will hear more from the IWGP Heavyweight Championship because we don't know exactly what's going to happen with that yet. So I nope. assume we'll get some sort of... Um, Tony Storm is wrestling... Um, why she keeps getting on TV, I don't know. But Tony Storm will be wrestling Marina Shafir. Why does Marina Shafir keep getting these matches on national TV? She does not deserve that. Um, but that's all we know for sure. It, it's a go-home show. Well, I mean, they still have Rampage, but it's, they'll go home Dynamite to Forbidden Door. So I assume it, they're going to have a decent show. Um, and I, as of now, Forbidden Door doesn't have a lot of matches announced. So I don't know if they're going to jam-pack it here. Like- I think there's like six matches announced. So yeah, so I don't know if they're gonna try to uh, jam pack some match announcements on this show and Rampage, or if they're just gonna kind of. I don't know. Is is because there? Yeah, there's not a lot that is um, announced so far. So no, if they make the idea, if they make, oh, I think there's five matches announced. So if they make the, uh, uh, no, there's six. So if they make the heavyweight title match, and if they make the. Um, if the if the Daniel Bryan match can happen or Bryan Danielson match can happen, that'd be eight yeah. matches. That'd be a decent one's paper. So 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 far we've got the world title match: John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, the women's title match: Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. The All Atlantic Championship Fatal Four Way, which will be Pac, Miro, Ishii, and then the winner of the match tonight. Um, the trios match between the most random tag teams ever. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Wewer Utah, and some dude named Shota Umino. I don't know who that is, but I guess he's a young lion, so I don't know why he got thrown in here. I don't know. But that's a weird, weird one. Uh, these triple threat tag team match, winner take all for the IWGP and Ring of Honor World Tag Championships. That could steal the show, as it'll be FTR versus Rapongi Vice versus the, 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 what are they called? The United Empire. Yeah. That could be a good match. And then also Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Is that a title match or is it just a match? Have they that said? is a title match. It's for that the United title States match. title? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, six matches so far. I assume more matches will be announced tonight. I assume Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson will be saying we're going to wrestle. So. I either that or he's going to say he's not going to be able to compete. Or he's going to say I'm retiring. <laughs> oh, don't you, don't you do that. Um, <laughs> also, uh, it's being said that uh, I don't know if it'll be in the pre-show or what, but I think, um, I think, uh, oh, Taz's son, uh, Hook, Hook is going to wrestle a young lion. So maybe, maybe that'll be his thing for a little bit. He'll just keep wrestling some young lions and well, uh that'd be good that'd be good for him yeah I, I, I like him just doing pre-show matches for now too i you know he's still young it's good to let him build it up over time and not throw him on main events a major you know major uh pay-per-views yet yeah so I we'll see what they do i mean um, Con. Oh, Con did say on Busted Open Radio tonight that we are going to find out who Jay White will defend the title against. So I guess they are going to make that announcement tonight. There you go. All right. I am assuming it's going to be like a fatal four-way. Fatal four-way between Okada, White, uh, Cole, and Hangman. You think Okada is going to be on this show? Yes. Hmm. You were the first one to say that. I don't know. So we'll if you're right. If you're right, we will bow down to you, my friend. 
Uh, he's uh, Colin said that also more announcements will be made. Um, um, hinted that more wrestlers could be happening tonight with some major names. So we'll see. It could be a big show. Um, we'll see what they do tonight. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, hope you all enjoyed this little video game and wrestling chat. Um, tune in Saturday. We got another show for you. Uh, where we're going to be talking this Dynamite show, uh, also Impact and NXT UK uh, and the wrestling side of things and on the video game side of things. We're going to be doing a little top 10 list or uh, some sort of list for you guys of our favorites or whatever. We'll be doing that every week as well. So should be in and obviously covering all the news that happens throughout the week from now on. So um, if, if you like this podcast, like I said, give it a like, give it a share. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, TikTok, all that stuff. It's at Sabri ENT. Facebook, it is. Um, you can hit us up with the podcast name, uh, High Scores and High Spots on Facebook. Everything else, it's Sabri ENT. Um, so, yeah, give us a follow, give us a like, all that fun stuff. Um, and I, I don't know how <laughs> I, lost my, I lost my train of thought. You did this twice now. Yeah. Anyway. So for Nathan, I am Ryan saying make sure you hit your spots and raise your scores. Later.